You're listening to Wake Up Call with Christina Previtt. I'm the CEO and co-owner of New Jersey Divorce Solutions, a law firm located in Edison, New Jersey. I've been practicing exclusively divorce and family law for the past 16 years. Everyone has a story. I interview them. Wake Up Call is an opportunity for you to hear inspiring stories from people who are making hard decisions, overcoming their fears, and living their most authentic life. Hey everybody, you're watching Wake Up Call Live. I'm your host, Christina Previtt, and I'm here today with Jessica and Alexis. They are the host, co-hosts of the Future Regrets podcast. Welcome, Jessica and Alexis. How are you? Hi, Hi. we're doing good. How are you? I'm awesome. Happy Saturday. Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah. Oh, you too. I feel like we need to do this more often and stay in touch because we were just having a very awesome conversation in the green room about plastic surgery, <laughs> my favorite subject. And <laughs> we're not here to talk about plastic surgery. We're here to talk about your podcast. So maybe we have to schedule another another yes. time to talk. Yes, we're always available. Especially celebrity gossip. That is our forte. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Who doesn't like some celebrity gossip? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to get you guys on here. I love hearing other people's stories about their podcasts, like how they started, how they picked their name and their theme and, and just kind of get an idea of how you do things because sometimes it helps me figure out how I should do things. So thanks for coming on and sharing your secrets. So absolutely. First, I have to ask you guys, you know, how do you know each other? We worked together, like in real jobs, um, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were both in Tucson at the time. And I I was living in Phoenix. Um, I had decided at that point, so this was in 2011, that I was not going to go to law school. And so I canceled my seat deposit. And- Smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I have personally been happy with. But I am... Um, my boyfriend at the time was living in Tucson. And so in 2011, kind of at the top of bottom of the recession, I don't know, it was bad. I was clueless. And I just thought, well, I'll move there and I'll get a job and everything will be fine. And um, I went into this nonprofit and applied to be their office manager. And they told me that I was unqualified to manage the office. <laughs> but did I want to work in their uh, development department? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. I had no idea. That's not part of being an office manager. I was going to say, what do they think? They told me I wasn't qualified. Um, and did you say, well, I was good enough to get into law school? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had no experience. I was like 23. So at any rate, they asked if I wanted this other job in the office, in their fundraising office. And I was like, sure, never done that before. <laughs> I can probably do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and I- you guys were working together? Yeah, we shared an office. We shared an office. Alexis had already been there for- About a year, I think. Yeah. 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 So in one of my second interviews, <laughs> I had- um, my, my future boss gave me an Excel test. She <laughs> opened a spreadsheet on her computer and she was like, you know, do these manipulations, sort the spreadsheet, do all this crap. And I was like, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> did you lie what? and say that you knew Excel and you didn't? I mean, I did say I knew Excel because I did. I took like computer science 101 in college. I knew formulas and stuff, but I wasn't expecting to have to do that. Like, I thought we were just talking about fundraising and marketing. And then she was like, here, manipulate the spreadsheet. And so I did it and I got the job. And later I found out. (laughs) Well, later I found out that that whole thing was Alexis's doing. That's a really (laughs) smart idea. Because so many people lie about that. Well, and that is why. Because (laughs) Jessica's predecessor um, did not know Excel. She didn't know what like control C did or control V like knew nothing about computers. And I was the one that basically like had to scramble when she completely like destroyed a spreadsheet Mm. before an event. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. So whoever else we bring in, you need to give them a test and make sure they know what they're doing. That is smart. That is really, I feel like I've seen that maybe in a movie and some person or I don't know, maybe it actually happened in real life. <laughs> not to me, thank God. But um, I will admit, I do not know how to use Excel. 
which means I hate using it because I just don't get it. So please don't ever send me an Excel spreadsheet. And ask you to sort it. Yeah. yeah I do hope you anything but, really. Yeah. Um, so we worked together for gosh, it was a few months. It was only a few months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say you're talking about this job like in the past tense, right? You're not, you're not yeah. there anymore. Yeah, I left. So I moved across country for a time for about two and a half years. So we only worked together for a few years, but then a few months. We, yeah, I mean a few months. Yeah. And then we um we kept in touch like through Facebook Messenger, basically. <laughs> and we would chat like while we were at our respective <laughs> our jobs, jobs throughout the day. And just that's really how our friendship, I think, grew. That's cool. Because yeah. sometimes you you make friends, or at least you think you make good friends at work, and then when you don't work there anymore, you never hear from them ever again. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely were. I mean, it really was kind of that Facebook chat, mm -hmm. and I think there was a little bit of G chat in there. Yeah, that was like where our friendship, I think, was solidified. But when I was working there, I considered this job kind of my very first real one. And I remember by the end of the day on Friday. And it's summer in Tucson and summer in Tucson, like it just, it's very relaxed because it's hot yeah. and people just, a lot of people leave town and the ones who are still here don't actually do a lot. So Friday afternoon in the middle of August and I look to, I like look behind me because our backs were facing each other in this office. And I'm like, Alexis is still working. Everyone else in this building left an hour and a half ago. Why are we still here? She's making it sound like I have a really high work ethic. And the reality is that we had a boss at the time who was like more on my ass about hours. <laughs> and so I never felt like I could leave. Like that's the truth. And so I felt like I couldn't leave. <laughs> So I was we there. You couldn't, leave, you couldn't leave before her. No. <laughs> so we were there closing up the building at five o'clock on Friday afternoon all summer long. I'm like, why are we still here? Yeah. So what do you guys do now? I work for a consulting firm doing um, proposal writing and editing. And then Jessica? I work in a marketing agency doing marketing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so how did you um how did you develop this podcast? What how, what was the brainchild of this podcast? It was Jessica's idea. It was my idea, but I honestly don't know where it came from. She just like texted me one day and was like, we should start a podcast because we think we're hilarious, <laughs> like in all of our text messages to each other. We just think we are the funniest people that anyone could know. And so she was like, we need to have a podcast. And I was like, eh, sure. you know, sounds fun. But, you know, it sounded like work. And um, she kind of kept bringing it. I don't know. You probably started it like six months before we, we it was started. at least a year ago. So we started the, the podcast in February. Mm -hmm. We recorded the first episodes in February of 2020, 2020. So at least a year ago, like the fall of 2019, I think was when I started texting Alexis and saying, we should start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And then for months, we would just say something, she would say something, or I would say something. And I'd be like, that should go in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So just like over and over, kind of repeating that podcast, podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and then in February, um, I separated from my husband. And how did all of this happen? I think you were staying at my house yeah. quite a bit around that time, um, around the separation. And so it was like, well, shit, you're already here. Like, let's just, let's just, let's just do, do it. it. And so you have the equipment. Yeah. So one wonderful thing is that my husband, um, he, in a former life was an audio engineer. Oh, so he God, still has a ton so of nice. equipment. <laughs> <laughs> so he has microphones, interfaces, uh, he has pro tools. We record on GarageBand, but um, yeah, so he has, or I edit in GarageBand, but he had kind of all that stuff to set us up and he knows a lot about like, what's going to sound good. And at first I think, I mean, is a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Like our first few episodes don't sound like right. Well, and I mean, I feel like I should say, I thought truly the day that we were like, okay, Jessica's coming over. She's going to stay a couple nights. Um, and we're going to record the first couple episodes. I thought that we were just going to put a cell phone in the middle of the table and like hit record. Yeah. Like, and, and Alexis was like, what are you On voice about? memo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, I've got a voice recorder on my phone. We could just use that. I yeah. did that. I actually, I had a, well, I won't even say it was ever a podcast. It was supposed to be with, with a friend of mine, but I don't think she was real keen on talking and having that public. Like she was just, I don't know, nervous about that. So I did record it on voice memo and it actually sounded okay. It, it totally, there's so many things that you can do that it, the audio can still sound good. My husband's kind of ruined me with like my expectation of what audio should sound like. So I'm probably like a lot more of a, uh, <laughs> I wasn't perfectionist. I wasn't yeah. going to call her pedantic about it, but <laughs> well, I think that um, I'm the same way and I don't know why, because I don't have any kind of, you know, background in audio or anything like that. But I, I always joke that you, I need to realize that this is not NBC. I do not need to have NBC quality stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you just don't. I think that's something that they teach you if you go to PodFest and all these different podcasting forums. They don't tell you that. Like, you don't need to have anything fancy. And they'll even say that, right? You've, I'm sure you've mm -hmm. heard it. All you need yeah. is your phone and, you know, some $25 microphone that you can get off of Amazon. Yeah. yeah. You can have a podcast. Well, and that's, I mean, I think I'm still using, when we record remotely, for most of the year, I was using just the $35 Samson USB mic, mm -hmm. which was Fine. Samsung? Yeah. I mean, oh, I was gonna say the Samsung QTU. That's the one everybody recommends, right? We I actually just have use that. Right? <laughs> it's even more basic than that. Yeah, it like um, clips to my computer. Yeah, but the biggest, I think, I want biggest issue probably um, was me just getting my surroundings right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Wait, what do you mean? Like when you guys actually started, well, Jessica, when you started to take it seriously, because I know Alexis, you were, but when you actually started to think, okay, I could do this and I mean, getting you your story. Sure. Yeah, I feel like there is. So, well, I should say, so we, when we launched, just backing it up, we, we made sure we had three episodes and this was before COVID really hit. So we were not a COVID podcast, you know, like a lot of, People start a podcast around yeah. quarantine. We kind of had had started the process well before, um, and then we had three ready to go, and then COVID just got wild, and so we we're like, "Well, let's just launch it, drop three. Um, <laughs> but in the beginning stages, when we went remote as a result of COVID, so we did in person in February. We had three episodes, and then we pretty much went remote after that. Yeah. I think because of COVID, mm -hmm. and. Um, I remember we were recording and we were probably almost to the end of the recording and Jessica goes. And so the way that we would record is we would each record or do, was this Zencast? I think we were using Zencaster at that point. Yeah. So we were using Zencaster and like, we're towards the end no. and uh, Jessica goes, can you hear the kid crying in the background? And I was like, what? No. And she goes, Oh, well, I guess I should close my window. <laughs> could you hear it on the on the recording the whole time? Yeah, you could. So you guys, those are such funny mistakes. I it mean, was funny, um, but I was like, yeah, close your window because your mic can hear everything that you can hear. I was sitting and at the point at that point in time, my apartment was on one of the busiest streets in Tucson. I was sitting next to an open window <laughs> next to one of the busiest streets in Tucson recording this podcast. And Alexis was like, Oh my God, what is wrong with yeah. you? So there's like in one, I don't remember which episode it is, but you can hear like cars just speeding <laughs> by like throughout the episode. And so, but did your husband, was he able to fix that? Because I know there's, you know, editing geniuses out there that can minimize some sounds and amplify others. Yeah, he does a lot. So the first, I don't know, um, 20 episodes maybe that we did, I would just edit um, in GarageBand and then export it and try to get the levels pretty good. And then my husband volunteered to mix and master for us. Ooh. So, which is really nice. I don't even know what that is, but that's exciting. Yeah. So he makes sure that our levels are good. Um, and he does some other 
I don't fully understand it either, to be clear. Um, but now if I'm like, oh, there's, you know, I mean, we record here and I have two kids. And so I'm like, you know, I think I heard a child yell at one point, can you see if you can reduce it? And he, he can work a little bit of magic. You know, I think that's the beauty, though, of podcasting is it doesn't really matter. I mean, if there's a, some imperfection, if you hear a kid in the background or, you know, every once in a while, I forget to silence my phone and you'll yeah. hear it. Bloop, mm-hmm. um, it just doesn't matter, you know, yeah. unless you are totally anal retentive and you're going to freak out if it's not completely perfect. Yeah. Which I used to do. But I have just learned that my life is going to be a lot easier if I don't do that. And nobody cares. <laughs> really don't. Yeah, we were just talking about that before mm-hmm. we came on. Like our practice to becoming better people is to care less. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In fact, just last week when we recorded, um, my husband was out of town and we were trying to use a new interface and I couldn't get it to work. And we just made it work with one microphone between the two of us. And it was fine. And you know what I think? There are there are some podcasts that I listen to where usually it's background noise or something that it's not the kid suddenly crying in the background of the phone going off. It's just kind of like that, like lack of clarity, I think, in the overall tone that makes mm-hmm. it hard to listen to. Um, and I think we do. It, it's kind of identifying what's the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, it's okay if a dog barks in the background or something, but can we get it so it's very listenable? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do, I have noticed that if, so we're doing this live, so there'll be video and audio and I will put it on my podcast, but I have learned to be mindful when I'm doing a video that you do still have to make sure the sound is going to be a certain quality, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you're listening to a podcast where it's only audio and that's all you have, if it's not good, crisp quality, you're not going to listen to it. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, I just pay attention to my own behavior. Mm-hmm. And if there's something where it's it's garbled or it's not loud enough or there's just there's like some kind of interference, I'm just not going to listen to it because it starts to become too much work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And one of the things, too, that we've decided is that when we have guests – it's okay if their quality isn't a perfect match to ours. Yeah, like, yeah. People are forgiving of that. They understand, um, and that's great. Yeah, um, I've, I that's been something that I've had to um, tone it down a bit too, <laughs> like get out of my own way, because I've spent time buying equipment, not necessarily expensive, because that's another thing I've learned is you don't have to run out and buy all the super expensive equipment. You can get good quality stuff that's not terribly expensive. Um, like, you know, the the Samsung QTU, I think it was 50 bucks. Although I think they jacked up the prices of everything online because of yeah. COVID. So yeah. that was $50. I think it's a lot more now. And then I have the Snowball, which really is perfectly fine. For this, hopefully you can hear me. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've learned that I can't get too crazy worrying about, like you said, like what other people have. I do prefer that they have something a little better uh, because if they just have their laptop and they're just using the camera that's on their laptop and the, um, the, like a, that's not good quality. Those are generally not that good. Do you think so? I don't know. I think it's been okay so far. Yeah, it's been kind of hit or miss. I, what I've almost found is that, like, it depends on their internet connection. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, we had a great interview, but kind of, she kind of had a spotty internet connection. Mm-hmm. So the overall quality, I mean, both the, of the video and of the audio, you could tell. Mm-hmm. Although I hear the Macs, the new Macs um, with their built-in camera, which it would make sense that Mac would have excellent quality. But I hear that they're the qual the video and audio quality for the built-in webcam. That's what we're on right now. It is. Yeah. Oh good. That's so funny. <laughs> also you you just have a Mac sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So for anybody who's watching and wants to start a podcast, because I hear this a lot too. I want to start a podcast, but I don't know how to start. And they think it's so complicated. And I can relate because I thought that too. And I felt like my learning curve was very steep. But I always tell people it's really not that hard. I can give you a list of a few things to buy and you'll be ready. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, it's weird because I don't feel like it was hard to start it. Do you feel like it was? That's probably because Alexis did everything. <laughs> I, okay. Honest to God, I was thinking about that. I was like, did Alexis do all the work? Like I just showed up and I was like, okay, I'm here to record. She's the talent. She's the talent. <laughs> Well, I will say I had the kind of a similar experience because my very first podcast was the Divorce Happy Hour podcast, which is still around, but I'm not as active with it. And that was for my law firm. I did that with my um, business partner, John, and he really figured out all the tech. And then I got to just sit down and be like, okay, you know, where's my mic? Let's do this. But then when I wanted to start my own podcast, I kind of had to figure out how to do it myself. And then just through trial and error, I just figured out what equipment I wanted to use. But you guys did Zencaster for a while. Did you like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I, I want to say, too, like, give yourself some credit. We had a lot of stuff, but we are both planners. We both have a marketing and, like, event planning background. So I think that that was, like, really helpful for us. So we, you know, had like it was shared. We have a shared Google Drive where we put like a whole plan. Here's all the things we need. You know, we need our Instagram. We need our Facebook. We had to find a host for the podcast. Like you set that up. Did I? Yes, you did. I <laughs> what are you using? We use Buzzsprout. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there, there was a lot. A lot, there is a lot to it, but I think, yeah. you know, having a plan and stuff really helps. But so we tried Zencaster. Um, there's just, I've heard people say amazing things about it, but to me, it, there were a lot of glitches. It was very glitchy. Um, oh, yeah. If you ever tried to talk at the same time, or if someone laughed or made any sound on the other end, it would cause a cutout in the audio. Even if you're both wearing headphones. Oh, wow. So we had to be, so those few episodes that we did hmm. on Zencaster, I think it was probably like seven, between seven and 10, mm -hmm. episode seven through 10. Um, you, firstly, you can hear kind of those dropouts of the audio. Mm -hmm. But secondly, we started to get much more cautious about how we were talking, you know, and, oh. and obviously we try not to talk over each other anyway, but we were very careful and it started to feel stilted. And we laugh yeah. a lot, like we laugh yeah. a lot on our podcast. So that was really hard. So we actually threw, a, I think it was, I don't know what I'm in a bunch of podcast groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, but I saw somebody recommend that when you do remote, you each just record into your, your devices separately, and then get on a phone call, or a zoom call. So what we would do is we'd get on Zoom so we could see each other and talk, but then we would record. I'd record directly into GarageBand, and she'd record directly into her device, and then she would send me her file when she's done. Wow. Yeah. So you would see each other on Zoom, and what, would you just turn the volume down on your computer? No, because we would hear, we'd put headphones on. Oh, so you'd have the head, oh, okay, so you'd have the headphones on, but you would talk into, I guess, your microphone, so it would go into GarageBand. Mm -hmm. Yep. And wow. I just recorded locally. I have a Windows PC, so I would just record locally into Voice Recorder, which is the default, like, built-in voice recording app, and I'd send Alexis, the, I think it was a WAV file mm -hmm. that I'd send you. So yeah, so we were hearing each other through Zoom, but our computer was recording us through our apps. And I think that's been the best so solution too. because <laughs> both of the audience, like it just sounds clear on both sides. And the only thing we had to figure out was how to start at exactly the same time. <laughs> yes. Like you'd have, oh, you'd have yeah. to start your recordings at the same time to make them easier to line up when you are. Yeah, like they can be a little bit off, but you, you know, I don't want to start recording a minute before she does. So yeah. how do you do it? Are you like three, two, one, go? <laughs> kind of. We, we pull up our, our time like on our phone and we'll just say, okay, hit record at, at the 15 second mark or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's working. It, yeah. I mean, it, it ended up being pretty foolproof. Mm -hmm. But for a while, Josh, um, Alexis's husband suggested, I still don't understand his suggestion. Oh, he, he suggested that one of us just claps loud enough so that you can line up the clap, right? So like if I clap loud enough that it came through to Jessica's audio, 
then I could use that as like the marker of where things should line up. But we didn't understand I that. Get it like, either. I didn't get, <laughs> I don't know. You know, sort of like how the, you know, in movies they do the like, like trying to, okay, like that thing. Oh, um, the, oh so you could have the, on the waveform, you would have yes. the same noise. Like, okay, I think I see Yes, but so, so that's what he was trying to explain. I didn't get that the first time. So we were on Zoom trying to clap at the same time because there's a lag, like that's impossible to do. And so it's, that's like one of our outtakes that we've been saving for a rainy day is us trying to clap at the same time. It's like, do that. That. trying to do this. And you gotta put that up there. So. Yeah, yeah. So, Maybe like April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had... Um, you know, we've been weekly ever since. We've released mm -hmm. an episode a week um, since I think our first episodes came out like the last Thursday, maybe in February. It was like March 17th. Didn't we release in February? Mm -mm. We recorded, we, we recorded in, February. in February and we were going to launch and then we were going to launch like March 24th or something. But then everybody was home because of COVID. So we were like, ah, screw it. And we just put it out like March 17th. You know, I started listening to podcasts way more when we were all in lockdown. I know some people are back in lockdown. Because I was getting stir crazy because, we, you know, you, we couldn't do anything. You're not even going out to the store and, you know, walking from your car to the, to the store. So I got a rower. In, ah. in my garage and I would just row I'd row for like an hour or longer and I would just put on my headphones and listen to a podcast the whole time what kinds of things do you listen to um I'm kind of obsessed with Peter Atia right now do you know that one mm -hmm. it's not like a fun girl one it's he's a doctor and his area of specialty is uh, he studies longevity and he, ah. he's totally nerdy. He's always talking like he gets really into the weeds with medical stuff. I only understand like maybe 50% of it. And he interviews other doctors and I'm just nerdy. So I like to listen to that. Does he also, that we should eat like a thousand calories a day. Um, well, he's actually really into fasting and oh, not okay. intermittent okay. fasting, but he'll fast for three days. He went on Instagram and said that he was going to fast for the three days before Thanksgiving. And he explains, you know, why he does that and the science behind it. But um, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't fast for three hours. <laughs> I mean, I used to do intermittent fasting. And it's like, it's just skipping breakfast. Yeah, right. That's my idea of fasting. It's just skipping breakfast. Um, so. But I don't know. If you're interested in learning more, you could find him on online and check out his podcast. I also really like Tim Ferriss. I've mm, heard of him. I haven't yeah. listened. Yeah. I have his four-hour work week on CDs. Like, that's how old it is. I've never listened to it. Like, I understand the concept. Like, I've, like, I think I've gotten his newsletters. I signed up for his emails a while ago. But I'm like, okay, I need to listen to the CDs. I guess I could read the book, but. Um. Yeah, I have the book. I've picked it up here and there. I've never read it through it's it's dense with a lot of information it's good information but I feel like sometimes I my brain just wants to explode and I'm like I have to put this book down <laughs> yeah. I realize how inefficient I am and <laughs> so we're, we're yeah. gonna go back into denial and we're gonna put the book down <laughs> uh, and Joe Rogan I like Joe Rogan too I've never listened to him I've just listened to clips they're long. I mean, they all do very long podcasts, like two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. That is wild to me. Like ours are 45 minutes to an hour. Average. Yeah. And well, that is like, well, I mean, I'm sure you, you could talk for two and a half hours. It's, I always think, but who's going to want to listen to me for two and a half hours. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of it. Right. I have interviewed I have had some very lengthy interviews, like two or two and a half hours, but, and they were with business people that, um, I don't, that, that their audience would want to hear. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's not just me bullshitting with my girlfriend, you know, <laughs> yeah. I have people like that. You know, I have the shit talking podcast that I do with Robin Ross. She's a colleague and, that's what we do. We do shit talking, which actually you just that. used that word in one of your podcasts. I was we did. 
Um, I think it was the yeah. one, number 40. Which one was that? Was it number 40? Was that the most recent one about resolutions? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I had yeah. one on. I can't remember which one it was, and I yeah. heard you guys say that. that. I, I'm a big proponent of some light shit talking. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. not, we're not trying to hurt anyone's feelings mm-hmm. or anything like that, but a little light shit talking is fun. <laughs> it's fun, right? It's like, I don't know, it's an outlet. And so mm-hmm. we do that, and we actually um, stream live every Wednesday at 7 Eastern time on our shit talking Facebook page. But we are very happy to say that we're on hiatus. You know, we feel very oh, official when we say that we're on yeah. hiatus. Yeah. For the rest of December, just because it's crazy with the holiday season. And take that break. Yeah, I mean, we've been good. I'm proud of us. We started, I want to say we we started on September 23rd. I know it wasn't that long ago, but we've done it every single Wednesday since then. To do live. Yeah, that's really impressive. Because you have to be like in front of a camera, you know. Yeah, you gotta get the hair and all that. Yeah, yeah, but the camera can sometimes stress you out, but I, I you know, that's another thing you got to like, after a while, you just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is my hair today. Deal with it. <laughs> Although going live is sometimes a challenge if you have tech problems. Oh, yeah. I bet. Well, we did a, a, an Instagram live yeah. two or three weekends ago. And um, I had never done it before. I don't really know how to use the internet. I'm learning. And um, I don't think you'd ever gone live before mm-hmm. either. So we're like, okay, we should just test this. So we do. We're like, no one's going to get on. So about 30 minutes before we were actually scheduled to go live, we did. And mm-hmm. we started seeing pop- people pop in. Yeah. We're like, we're like ah, just oh, shit. Yeah. Come back in half an hour. Yeah. It's <laughs> not exciting, though, because you're like, oh, people are watching it was actually really, really fun. It was really cool. It was, it was really cool. fun. Um, but that one. I, I like what you said about taking a break, like in December. One thing that's really worked nicely for us is we started batch recording. So doing like usually like two episodes um, every other weekend. And that I think for me, at least that's helped rejuvenate and, and maintain my excitement about the podcast because mm-hmm. You know, we have that pause and it doesn't feel like an obligation like every every single weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing is when it starts to feel like a job, it can suck the fun out of it. If Mm -hmm. you do it, because right now, all of them that I'm doing are for fun. You know, I do what I want to do, not because I have to do it. So that was something I was going to talk to you guys about. You talked about it a little bit is adhering to a schedule. So you you're you'll record every other weekend and you'll record two. That's smart because then you get some time to yourselves on the weekend. Yeah. We used to do we've done a few different recording scheduling things. Um, we started by doing like Wednesday evenings at eight o'clock. Yeah. And this was when we were fully remote. And I go to bed between 830 and nine. So really? Yeah, I'm, I'm an early sleeper. What time um, did you get up? At that point, I was probably, I was waking up like between 4.30 and 5. Oh, man. But That's now, now <laughs> I'm a 5.45, 6 a.m. person at this point. Um, but we were starting at 8 o'clock. And by that point, like Alexis has, had been putting the kids to bed and everything else. I had just been drinking since I got off work. So... It was, I don't think they were our sharpest episodes. At least no, because we're tired and we're tired. Yeah. Like, just So we switched to doing them Saturday morning, early afternoon-ish, right? Still remote. Yeah. Remote. And we just noticed that we felt like the quality was better. We or at least lively. I felt better about it. Yeah. Like yeah. I just felt sharper and more together to do it in the morning and we pretty much stuck with that. But then we started doing instead of every weekend, every other weekend. Yeah. And you stuck with it. So is it because you enjoy it? I think it's a lot of fun. We actually had this conversation a couple or last weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my big motivator for doing this is just that I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we said in one of the episodes, or Alexa said this, she was like, I am the funniest person I know. 
And I gasped because I was like, I say that about myself all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm funny. I make myself laugh. Um, and I think everyone should, right? Like I think yeah. everyone should find themselves funny and be able to entertain themselves. And this has just been a fun way kind of of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think too, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to have that record. Yeah. To- listen yeah, yeah be careful when you say your kids one day i'll listen to it <laughs> I, yeah i don't know about that also though i should say my therapist also said that i needed a creative hobby oh, so really but- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what i think that was the reason i really gravitated towards it because i'm a lawyer and you know it's not the most exciting field at least in my in my opinion and most people's opinion i think and i wanted to do something creative Cause I didn't feel like I had any creative outlet and that's how I decided to do it. And it's, it seems to be satisfying that, that desire to do something creative. Yeah. So. yeah. And you get to do so many different things. Like there's so much that's involved with it from, you know, coming up with the things you want to talk about in the first place mm-hmm. to all of the recording and that kind of stuff. But then the promo and the social media and all of that stuff, there's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. And I, since I have a few of them, I'm just like, Oh God, why is it? I need to hire someone to do this. <laughs> I don't know how you juggle so many. Well, I could be a little more active on social media. I, I probably should be a little more active on social media, but I love your artwork that you post on Instagram. That's oh. all Alexis. Yeah, I love it. I love the, the color palette and it's it's really vibrant and it's just fun. I love it. Okay. Well, can, can I tell you something funny? I um just yesterday, day before, I took a screenshot of our of our grid because it looked color coordinated. It was like purple and pink, and we had some like the last several photos were all color coordinated. I was like, oh my God, look how cute this is. Look at us. Like it's so subconscious. And she was like, uh no, I did that intentionally. <laughs> now I gotta look. <laughs> and, and there's a picture of J Lo over here, right on my feed. I gotta look at it. I just love it. I wanna pull it up for people so they can see it. See all the color. <laughs> I love it. I really just do. It's Future Regrets Pod. On yeah, it was, it was fun. I think the branding stuff was fun. And we've had like different variations. And I think we kind of landed probably where we are for mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we looked up, like, I think Jessica was the one that was like Palm Springs. Like, that's the the vibe. Yeah. And so looked And, you know, it's colorful. And that's really what what we wanted it to represent. I love your um, podcast art. That's the Palm Springs thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or you yeah. in yeah. general. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to do this without for anybody who's watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Episode 40. That was the one. That was. So we actually had a photo shoot. In yeah, May. I was going to ask you about that. Like, where did that car come from? Oh, <laughs> okay. So we'll have... The car was borrowed. Yeah, we don't own classic <laughs> cars. No. Um, but Kelly Roshka is our photographer. And um, we, a friend of mine owns a boutique hotel in downtown Tucson. And this was kind of when things were still closed. Mm-hmm. And wow. we're like, okay, now is probably the safest time to do a photo shoot. Um, the place was basically empty apart from some of the staff. So we went down there and got to do a ton of photos. And he also like collects and restores classic cars. And so that's a Buick Riviera that we're in. And he mentioned at one point, like, Hey, if you guys want to want me to bring the car down for the photos, I will. And I was like, yeah, yep. That would be amazing. works. And I'm not a car person, like really at all. But when that car rolled in, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, nice. You're like, you're almost like maybe a, a modern day Velma and Louise. That's what we That's said. how we felt about it. I've never seen the movie. I haven't either. We're going to watch it. Oh, so you're making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And Kelly, so for that picture that we have for our cover art, she actually put the flash inside the car with us. And she was like, I don't really know how this is going to work, but here, hold the flash. And because it was dark, 
Oh, okay. Well, it works. It was amazing. We got the pictures back and we were like, holy crap. Yeah. It's very it cool. So, yeah. How did you come up with the name? <laughs> so, um, do you want me to tell the story? You tell the story. Okay. So, uh, Jessica was staying at my house. This was post things happening in her life. And um, we were just talking shit like we do. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about kind of like our anxiety and just our overall kind of outlook on life and, and all this stuff. And um, Jessica said some, and oh, also we were drunk. And so Jessica says, do you know how like people have the fear of missing out? you know, FOMO. Yeah. Like, I have fear of future regrets. So she, re she anticipates regretting her decisions, right? That's kind of maybe not as much now, but more, yeah. but back then, especially. And um, so it's fear of future regrets. And I remember I just said, Fofer. <laughs> Fofer. And we just, like, died laughing. We laughed for like two minutes. And then when we decided to do the podcast and we started and Jessica's like, what should it be called? And I was like, future regrets, obviously. obviously. So it kind of just ties into, you know, mental health is, and mindset is something that we talk about a lot on the podcast. And um, it's kind of just a nod to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I think that's something everyone can relate to, like, especially women. I and we're, we've talked about perfectionism, how that affects us at times. And I think yeah. we all suffer from that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, am I making the right choice? Should I do something else? How am I going to feel about this in six months? Like, that's kind of the feeling that I was like, kind of trapped by for a long time. Yeah. And what, you know, I've dealt with it at this point. But mm -hmm. when you, when we started looking at social media, accounts for future regrets it's mostly like tattoos it's mostly really? like, <laughs> yeah people funny you know they post all these terrible tattoos you know like, oh, have to look that up because you're future yeah. regrets pod right yeah and it's just kind of like a nod I think to almost how absurd it is this idea of prematurely regretting something, yeah right <laughs> and living your life in fear of this potential future regret it's yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I talk a lot about mindset and stuff in my podcast to wake up call and just in general, it's something it's, it's a topic that I think about a lot. And I think there's sort of the saying that decisions will get made whether you make them or not, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes we think by doing nothing that we're just postponing the decision, but it's really getting made anyway. It's just yeah, circumstances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just, I used to agonize over decisions, like deciding not to go to law school. That took like nine months of me just spinning and confusion about it. And I don't really do that to myself anymore. I just decide, you know? Yeah. Just, just make decide. a decision. If it's going to be a mistake, then let it be a mistake. That's how you learn. Yeah. And I mean, you could always make another, like you could always make another decision, right? There's always going to be a future decision that needs to be made and you can correct whatever needs to be corrected. And yeah. It's like a GPS course correction. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next best decision? That's mm -hmm. kind of how I look at things now. Yeah. Um, there's this saying, I'm probably going to screw it up. It's something about if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much room. Oh, oh I've not heard that before. No, I haven't heard that. I like that one. So yeah. I'm going to live on the edge. <laughs> so did I had wanted to ask you before when you were talking about Zencaster, did you ever try Squadcast? We did. We did. I think we tried it like one time. What did you think? And it, it didn't work well for us. What does yeah. it do? It's the same thing as Zencaster. Oh. It didn't oh. work for me either. And I felt really sad about it because I thought it was the solution to all my problems at the time. I was like, this is great. I can see the people. It's going to be good quality sound. And I, there was one interview I did that went without a hitch. It was, everything was great. The quality was good. But then there were a few other people that were stuck in the green room. Oh, I couldn't see them. They were like, I'm in the green room. Like, I don't see you. And, um, Unfortunately, I didn't really find the support desk to be very helpful. They just kept telling us it was on our end. 
Oh. I don't know if it was that many times, but I don't know. It could have been. But I had this a similar experience. So they're supposed to have something where they can record video, too. Because I don't that, think Zoom's the best. It's not. It doesn't get the best audio. Um, but like Jessica said, we've kind of let go of that element of perfectionism and said, okay, like if if we're getting a guest who's not um, a podcaster, I, I basically just send that we both send them tips of like, here's yeah. some things, you know, wear headphones, be, try to be in a quiet room. Close your windows. Close your windows. <laughs> Which you learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah. And and that's actually worked fine. You know, I think it, it's it's been okay. But most of our, you know, we don't have a, a guest format. So for us, like just doing zoom every so often is fine. Yeah. Well, I know I've been a guest on your podcast, which I had a lot of fun. Who else has been on there? So we have had um, my baby sister who is a Mm. Gen Z zoomer. She came on to answer all of our questions because I'm 14 years older than her. So there's definitely like an age gap happening with just music and what they're into. So it was really fun. It was fascinating. She explained, I didn't know what TikTok was. This was in March. (laughs) So she explained TikTok to me. Um, How old are you? You're still young. Aren't you a millennial? I'm 32. So yes, a millennial. Okay. I'm 35. So not a millennial that has embraced technology. No, we say she's a boomer, really. (laughs) (laughs) And Amy's like 21. Yeah. She was 20 at the time. So, I mean, there's like a big difference there. But so she explained TikTok and then um, she actually replied to one of my stories a couple months ago. And I forget what she said, but I didn't understand what she was taste. She said the taste. And I took a screen cap and I said to Alexis and I was like, what is she saying to what me? I mean, I don't know what it means either. She just said, like you have really good taste, like it, her clothes or whatever it was. And I, it was, I don't know. I was like, the please taste? translate. The taste. It. That's it. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't like this. I feel old. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. It's like yeah, episode nine. Well, my- and then we, we had um, a therapist on who's oh. actually my best friend. Um, and she came on and talked a lot about attachment theory and um, also just talked about like how therapy has changed in light of COVID. That was a really good, really that's a popular episode. Yeah. And oh, I, I, one that I loved was we had a bra fitting expert on. Um, what is it? A bra fitting expert. Oh, bra fitting. Oh yeah. yeah. God, everybody needs that. Yeah. So that was cool. So she was great. And, and then like just today we interviewed um, an att- another attorney um, our Pima County attorney, she was a first time candidate and won. And um, that was really cool. Very exciting. Yeah. So we, and we've also, we also have a woman a few weeks ago um, who's just, she's just started a travel, a solo travel coaching business, helping women travel independently and like alone. That's great. That's it was, really, I think that's um, really relevant right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And I remember you talked about that. I feel like you talked about yeah. that. some. Like you, mm-hmm. you take some trips by yourself sometimes. Yeah, I do. And, and I've always found it to be a problem as I've gotten older that um, if I want to travel, my boyfriend really doesn't, he likes to go to the beach and like, that's it. So if I wanted to go anywhere else, he's like, I don't want to go, but you go and you have fun. And I feel like I don't have girlfriends that I really can go with because they either are married and they have, or they have, and, or have kids and, you know, they're not going to just go away or I'm self-employed. So I have more flexibility with my calendar and they don't, mm-hmm. or they just don't want to spend the money or they, they just don't want to go. So I've kind of been like, I'm going to have to just go myself if I want yeah. these things. Yeah. It was really inspiring. It was mm-hmm. an inspiring For conversation, sure. but For yeah. Sure. We just try to have guests that speak to our audience, which we're generally trying to reach millennial women, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, there's a variety of topics, I think, that interest them, but that's really kind of our our guiding light, mm-hmm. right? Although we just started a Facebook 
private group like community mm -hmm. for everyone. And one of our uh, introductory questions is your sun, moon and rising signs. And what I discovered is that we have a lot of earth and air signs. So I don't know, maybe that's really our demographic. Alexis thinks this is all. I'm not into astrology, really. So. Well, I know my sun and moon. I don't know my rising. My sun is Aries and my moon is Cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Huh? I was going to guess you're an Aries. Really? Yes, absolutely. Do you know your Enneagram type? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. But my the interesting thing, my boyfriend is the. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> we think you're an eight. You need to take the Enneagram quiz. Oh God, I got to write this down now. I'm dying to know. <laughs> How funny. You guys just looked at each other. She's an eight. <laughs> you talk about the Enneagram a lot. I mean, I think we're more into it than our audiences. I think that's so what I'm too. learning, but I like, so too. it's basically just it is the most comprehensive personality typing that I've seen, yeah. and I just think it's it's super accurate, and it gives you a lot of insight into other people's motivations and like where they're coming from and and how they might be doing based on the behaviors that they present. So. Oh damn! What if you are not? I think I'm an eight. You what? I will eat my hat. <laughs> and we've never met. I'm just—I will be stunned if what you're. What are you guys? I'm a one, and I'm a Virgo, and I'm a six and a Capricorn. Are you guys supposed to be compatible? Um. Yeah, actually, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. It's it's like we complement. Yeah. So like how Jessica is just talking about how she's indecisive. Ones are very decisive. They trust their gut. They know what they want. And that's me. Like I I generally don't struggle with indecisiveness. I don't either. I'm pretty decisive and move forward quickly. Some some people call me impulsive. I don't agree with that assessment. I think I just make decisions. And so I don't know. Yeah, they're like they're just strong. I think they're the strongest they are. of the Enneagram. They they know what they want. They like to be in control. Um, yeah, they can be domineering. Yeah, they can't be. Hmm. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we're guests here. Calling her but like, so can ones. So like, eights, nines, and ones are kind of related. They're like sister. Enneagram types. Well, it's interesting because I, so my type is the security seeking type. And so I'm attracted to strong personalities. Like, so Alexis has a pretty strong personality. I know a lot of eights. One of my best friends growing up is an eight. Um, and I'm just kind of, I'm kind of the person in the background and will work and, you know, kind of be a little worker bee. Like for Alexis, like, just tell me what I need to do. And for the most part, I'll do it. Right. Um, uh -huh. so it's funny because Alexis is like, I don't know that many eights. And I'm like, yeah, because you clash with eights. <laughs> yeah. You don't make friends with eights. You're both strong types. Mm -hmm. Well, but we're getting way. along just fine. <laughs> it's not like a blanket rule. No, you know, like no. I'm not that kind of, you know, like some people are into astrology and they're like, oh, if you're this, like, don't even talk to me. Like, I'm not like that. It's just, yeah. I know that, you know. I like that stuff. I mean, some people say, oh, astrology is stupid. You know, you read your horoscope and it's just general enough that it could be true and it could be true for everybody. And I'm like, no, because I read the other ones and they do not apply at all. That's what <laughs> says. You've said that exact thing, mm -hmm. that the others don't apply. You know, I say, okay, horoscopes, I don't believe in the predictive capability yeah. of the, the cosmopolitan horoscope. I don't buy that. But I do think that there's a ton of stuff you can learn about yourself by studying your birth chart and understanding your different placements. I think there's a lot so of like, self-reflection that can happen there. I do too. Because like, I just feel like the description for Aries is so accurate for me. I fucking knew you were Aries. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it seemed like my ram head was showing or something. And they always say that people that Aries get like a lot of head injuries or or like they're always doing stuff with their head. And it's true. I've got you probably can't see it, but I've got a big scar on my forehead. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. How do we get on this subject? We always end up here. Yeah, we do. When we talk, when we talk about anyone or anything, it like provides context. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why um, Robin and I, with shit talking, we always say that we always go off on some tangent. Like we pick a topic and we talk about that sort of at least most of the time. Mm-hmm. But we always go off on these tangents. But that's, that's shit talking. You know, I guess to get back to the, I know we're probably limited on time, but one of the things that we do consistently in the podcast is we always have an outline. Mm-hmm. Of oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That's good. We have to, because if we don't, we're like, where are we? We feel like lost. It, it's just like, and it's not like we don't script it. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think that that works for us because it just wouldn't be natural. But we definitely have like points that we want to, you know, touch on. And I think it just helps us stay organized. And because we do try to keep it to around an hour. It yeah. Just helps. Yeah. Well, you might be able to tell that I do not um, script mine or have an outline. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like your attorney skills probably help a lot with Do you that. You feel like you're being cross-examined. We yeah. <laughs> said that about your interview. Yeah. You did not have after I finished. I do the first listen and note any edits um, for Alexis. I did the first listen and I was like, Christina had like no pauses, no ums, no misspeaks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I, I feel like I say um a lot. I felt like I talked too much. No. no. Okay. No, I thought it was. I thought it was really great. I think your your attorney skills definitely like. Were really My head's like. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we edit, like we edit, uh, like one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten was somebody told me they didn't realize our podcast was edited. Like it's not like we just sit down and talk and then yeah. put it up. Because we do, we cut out some of the ums, not yeah. all of them, so it still sounds natural, mm-hmm. but like you know, we're trying to think about an answer and we pause for a little bit and that kind of stuff. We cut all that stuff out. So it flows. Yeah. But yours was like, so easy. you were like, damn, I don't have to edit that much on this one. Yes. Basically, yeah. yours was a very short list of edits for sure. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Did you, when you went back and listened to yourselves, everybody hates their own voice. Did you have a, that problem or you're like, no, I sound good. <laughs> I mean, I got over it really fast. Yeah. We got over it. Like yeah. at first, it's a little jarring. I, I kind think. of love listening to it now. <laughs> so you basically, like yes, like so you should have gone to law school. <laughs> <laughs> I there. I I know that we're um we're almost at the hour, and I want to be respectful of your time. But I do want to ask you what you do about promoting your podcast, and also if you've monetized it. Or if you want to monetize it, like, what are we doing there? That's kind of a discussion that we've really been been having lately because we did start it really as more of a hobby, um, something fun to do. And I think that that's still the main goal of the podcast is just, you know, we want people when they listen to just feel like they're with their friends having a conversation and they're just mm-hmm. listening. They're not able to chime in. Um, we haven't monetized it yet. I think eventually I'd like to get to a point where maybe we're doing that a little bit, but not necessarily like, I don't have this end goal of being super famous or anything like that. Um, You know, if we could get something to cover the cost of the podcast, that'd be awesome. Um, And then in terms of marketing, we do a lot of social. We just started the Facebook group. Um, We're in some podcasting groups and then, like, I'll tell my friend, like, honestly, I promoted a lot on my personal page. And mm-hmm. um, I think that that's how a lot of people have found us. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice when it grows organically. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have, like, a million downloads. You know, I'm, I know you you probably thought I did, but I don't. And, um, you know, sometimes I think you can get down on yourself. Like, why don't I have more downloads? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you do want you people who are downloading, you want them to really be like your authentic people, you know, that your people, you know, that are following yeah. you and like you and get you and get your vibe. Tim Ferriss always says you should find your true 1000 fans. 
because those will promote you like better than you would ever promote yourself because they love you and they get what you're about. And I have found that to be true. One of the things that we've talked about is engaging more on social media as ourselves and not as the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, like just like, hey, like Kim Kardashian does like, Look at my Maserati <laughs> that I bought today. <laughs> just like yeah, that. Exactly just like that. that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of my Mazda. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know that, and building more honestly, just like per, like I don't want to call it a personal brand because I hate that concept. But yeah. being more active personally, excuse me, personally, um, with the hope that that bleeds into the podcast as well. Yeah. And I think another kind of initiative that we talked about was trying to get involved with other podcasts like this, you know, and doing guest guest appearances like that, I think is something we're looking at doing. Um, I haven't been as into networking with other podcasts, like doing review swaps and stuff like that, because like what you said, I really want, I think you do too, Mm -hmm. like that true authentic engagement. Like I don't want somebody who's never even listened to the podcast to go write a review just so that yeah. I'll write one for them. Like, yeah. you know, that's not that's not what we're trying to build. No, I get it. I get that totally. And you know what? I would encourage you to think of alternative ways to monetize it because my the attitude that I would get from people was, oh, well, you're not going to be able to, you know, make any money until you've got like a million followers, mm-hmm. which is like, well, when the hell is that going to happen? I'm like 80 when that happens. Um, but I've heard of other people who don't have like a million downloads still getting sponsors. Um, there's one legal, um, I forget what it's called, um, but it's a legal uh, podcast that a colleague has. And I don't think he's got a million downloads, but he has sponsors. And it's because the sponsors are peop- are businesses that provide services to law firms And they know that law firms and lawyers are listening to it. So it's enough for them. I don't know how much he's making off these, but I also have been um, making some money selling guest spots on my podcast. And I know I have a different um, sort of theme to wake up, call, I interview female, a lot of female attorneys. Mm -hmm. And we use that to help them do their own marketing and advertising. Oh, that makes sense. Um, Yeah. It's really tailored like to them, you know, how they want the interview to be. But um, I remember when I first started doing that, I, a few people were encouraging, but most people were like, oh, you're never going to be able to make any money with that. And I'm not going to quit my day job doing it, but it's paying for the costs, you know, that's that's really good. Yeah. 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 I think if you go into podcasting with the idea of like, this is going to be my career, you're kind yeah. of setting yourself up for disappointment. Well, I think too, something we talked about was that's I don't want to be a personality. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be a social media influencer, like a character. I don't want that. And I feel like if you're going to do podcasting full-time, especially if you're doing what we do, which is really just an entertainment podcast, mm-hmm. then you do. I think you do have to embrace that influencer social media personality element of things. I mean I would I would argue you are a personality by virtue of having a podcast. (laughs) Well isn't everybody a personality, right? Some are just more colorful than others. Right. (laughs) Yeah you are still things that we don't believe in. Like that's not you know we're not gonna I like that you're just being authentic. Mm-hmm. No, and it's not about, oh, I have to say this or that, or we have to pick these topics because they're sensational and we'll get more, you know, hits on YouTube or whatever. God, I feel like we mostly choose topics from like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Jillian Michaels the other day. And yeah. actually this morning I was like, should we do an episode on like all of the fitness fads? Oh, like Jillian Michaels, yeah. Tybo, I don't know what else. Uh, Tracy Anderson. Hi, Bo. Not even still around. Though these are older ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we love doing throwback stuff. Probably my favorite series that we do is um, vintage celebrity gossip. So we'll talk about things that happened a long time ago and like look at them (laughs) through the current lens. So the first one was um, Brad and Angelina 
and Jennifer Aniston. And then the second one we did was um, celebrity sex tapes. So mm-hmm. ah, that, that was fun. fun. That was fun. Yeah. God. Well, those are good. I'm going to have to check those out. I think um, I didn't see those. Um, okay. I think that was probably like as much nosing as I can do today. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'll come up with more um, in, intrusive questions for you. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, I'll be paying attention to you guys and I want to join your Facebook group. Ooh, please okay. do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. It's the Future Regrets Lounge. You can just go to the Future cool. Regrets podcast Facebook page and then you join over there. I like that name. It's so cool. Oh, you guys God. are going to be famous. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Christina. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for watching or listening to Wake Up Call Live. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Call, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about me, you can find out more on my website, christinaprevitt.com. And be sure to sign up for my newsletter where I talk about everything that I'm reading, learning, listening to, doing, basically everything that I'm obsessed with right now. Follow me on social media. Look up Wake Up Call, the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to be a guest on Wake Up Call or there's someone you'd like to hear on my podcast, please email me at wakeupcallthepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and see you next time.